Welcome to the Broad of Iron Podcast, Fundamental Baptist, breaking down discussions, dogma, and daily events. I am your host, Pastor Bruce Mejia, First Works Baptist Church in Amani, California. I'm here joined by the fundamentals in our church. We have Brother Jacob Lands, Brother Marcus Sanchez, sorry. I was going to call you Sandy for some reason. So, so Brother Hike Top Mason, Brother Adam Kinzari. And so we're looking forward to a great podcast this evening. We've got some various topics, very interesting topics to, to discuss this uh, tonight. And so we're looking forward to it. Brother Marcos, Help. hey, you're engaged. Yeah. Yep. Let's see that ring. Let's see that <laughs> ring, man. That's a brown hand. It's not even the right hand. Brother Marcos Sanchez is engaged. What did you yeah. say? Did we mention that in the last podcast? Uh, no, no. No, we didn't talk no. about that. I wasn't engaged last... yet. You weren't engaged yet no. at that time. But now you have engaged. Yeah. Engaged in what? Engaged in pre... He's betrothed. He's betrothed. Yeah. Betrothed? He has been betrothed. A troth is a thing like pigs eat at him. Yeah. You're eating out of troughs? That's a trough. Yeah, it's a trough. Marcos' oh. fiance... Is that what they call it in Canada? ...is from Texas. Yep. And... Um, but she's more West Coast than she is Texan. <laughs> she's more she's more West Side? Yeah. That's great, man. Yep. Adam Adam's gonna be a first time dad. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be right. a first time husband and you're gonna be a first time dad. Well that's yeah. good that you're gonna be a first time husband. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you're gonna be a first time husband a uh, dad too. <laughs> and husband. Bro, being a dad is a trip. Yeah the other day uh, my wife my wife got pooped on. Yeah. And then we were like yeah, panicking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. panicking. Right, oh, yeah. How did that happen? What do you mean how that happened? Babies do that, man. It came out of the diaper. Yeah. So we're panicking, getting her changed, and trying to get her ready for a bath. I'm holding her, and she pees on me. That's what happens? So you you but hey, you know what? If your child, if your, if your, uh, if your baby is breastfed, um, well, I don't actually. I don't know if this is 100 percent true, but. For babies, their urine is very sterilized, so it's not unclean. I don't know if that's whether you're they're breastfed or not. I can't remember. I heard that's for like all pee everywhere. Like all pee is sterile, as in it doesn't have like any. Like you can drink it. But what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I hear a lot of martial arts guys drink their pee. Oh, yeah, like yeah. You, you never heard. Yeah. Of, you never heard about Bear Grylls drinking his own pee and like. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, in a survival. Fake bro. situation. Yeah, but like no, the point is, but the point is, <gasps> Bear Grylls is not fake, Ike. Yeah, I, what do you mean I it's fake? Videos. He's fake. How is he fake? Because they pan the camera to the left and you see like he's right next to a major. He does it on purpose though. Right next to Hold on a second. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What part of the Bear Grylls show series is fake? What part is it? What part is fake? Okay, number one, he has a whole camera crew with him. Doesn't well, he? Obviously. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah, the but show. there's no way he's putting himself in that kind of danger. I mean, he'll drink piss and stuff. That's that's real. He'll yeah, that, that's real. You so see, what, here's the that thing. makes it even worse. Like everything else thing. is fake, but he has to. <laughs> here's the that thing. has to be real. Like if if he like, <laughs> I wouldn't even care if he actually went to a hotel every night, because all as the as stuff that he, he did on piss. camera. <laughs> here's the thing: all the stuff that he did yeah, on he camera, he sleep. actually did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not like a stunt double or something. Because I think he even like clarifies, he's like, "Hey, I'm doing this so you can learn how to survive." Yeah, people want him to just like. Nah, you guys. When are you gonna sleep there? Yeah. Well, there there Never. is like a better version. Hike. <laughs> he's just doing lemonade. Survivor Man sucks. Are you, gonna, are you gonna talk about Survivor Man? I know. He's a man survival. I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna talk about Les Stroud. I don't know if that's Survivor that? Man. Hold on, we can't have like four guys talking at the same time because then it's just like. Yeah, yeah. Mine's my yeah. conversation more important. <laughs> but like, like, there's like a better version of Bear Grylls called uh, Les Stroud. He's a Canadian guy. Uh, no, no. He's better. He's well, no, for no. Sure. 
For sure, he's not. Better well, what, who do you trust more to be a survivor, man? Some guy who's got to like survive in like negative forty degree temperatures and stuff like that, because that's what Les Stroud does, and he does it like he films himself. Bro, I live in California. <laughs> but Bear Grylls is never the gonna man. be the case. No, dude, Bear Grylls is nothing compared to Les Stroud. I've never even heard of that guy. Yeah, Everyone's heard of Bear Grylls. Yeah, because he's a he's a reality TV star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's not because the guy, you know, he drank his own piss. He ate rattlesnakes. Didn't he drink? He like, showed me what plants give me vitamin vitamin C. None of yeah, them. Yeah, vitamin C. <laughs> none no. of them. Huh? None of them. Or maybe it wasn't plants. It was like some sort of berry. You're never gonna remember that stuff. I mean, who carries well, I, reruns I, with know, them when they're out You got the camping. series, you can pop them in. <laughs> if I'm ever in a survival situation, <laughs> I'm going to look up Bear Grylls on YouTube. The thing is, people say he's fake, but he's like, what part are you talking about? Well, he didn't really stay there. He's like, yeah, I don't care. But he actually ate the rattlesnake. He did. He built that thing. He, he started the fire. You know, all those things he did. He ate caterpillars. It's like half <laughs> real. It's not like all real, though. Because they, they present it. They present it in a way that it shows him like staying there the whole night or whatever. Like he built a shelter, but he doesn't actually sleep in that shelter. So he just—he's not actually going. He's like doing the easy parts of survivalism, but he's not doing the hard parts. Whereas Les he, Stroud is doing the hard parts. But he built the shelter. Building a shelter, dude. I built a shelter like in a sandbox when I was like five years old. It's not hard. It wouldn't withstand. And look at <laughs> the elements. Like how you came a out. A sand, bro. bro. Come on, a sandbox. See, <laughs> you, don't you don't you know what the Bible says? Yeah. <laughs> you built your house upon the sand. I mean, strike one. <laughs> Good night. You need to. I'm gonna get you some Bear Grylls shows. And a Bible. <laughs> do you know how to build an igloo? I I actually do. Igloos are cool. I know. I knew they're really cool, but it gets really really hot. Uh, pun intended yeah. or what? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets really really hot yeah. inside of an igloo. Um. The, the way I built it, what? it gets hot. It yeah. gets hot. It, it's, like, it's like hotter inside the igloo than outside. It gets really hot so much that you have to put Canadians holes in are it weird, to cool huh? it down. It's like really. <laughs> it's just weird in Canada. <laughs> so what yeah. I, yeah, I built you I built an igloo and I slept in. Do it all for Canadians three nights. live in igloos? <laughs> three nights I slept in an igloo. You built an igloo and you did you film it? Oh, well, no, I did it. This was no, I didn't. But this was for. Uh, <laughs> Why are you laughing, Mike? It was yeah, basically. So once you turn thirteen, you gotta go into the woods. <laughs> it's like a Canadian bar Find mitzvah. Your own maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rite of passage. So how big was the igloo? It could fit six six guys basically. Oh dang. Yeah, so it was like I'd say it's the size of the Canadian table. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Marcos, last I checked, you're shorter than me, so I don't know where you're going with that. But wait, wait, wait. Did you say it was the size of this Canadian table? Guys. Yeah, it was like from from there to there, and like from there to there. It was it was like a, like six feet by six feet or like eight feet by eight feet something like that. He's a six by but, six. But we by it six. took like eight <laughs> hours to build, and it's cool. How, wait wait, for, take us through the process. How did you build an igloo? Did okay. you have the inner and outer core? <laughs> kind of. Actually, that that's kind of how it works. So you don't you don't build it out of ice. You just build it out of snow. And what what we had were these this like is cool. This is cool. Snow is not this ice. Is cool though. Snow no, no, is not ice. The cool thing. Well, I like, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> well, Are you we, joking? You have, yeah. We have these little uh, like just plastic bins that we had. We had two or three, and you what are those? You put a bunch of snow into these plastic. Are you okay? <laughs> What's he laughing? He <laughs> said it in a way like we don't have plastic bins here in America. Well, in case go you didn't on, know, on, it was on, a plastic bin, and you <clears throat> pack it in with snow. All right. And oh you have to God. pack it in like really, really deep. You have to like take it and step on it and stuff like that. Uh huh. And then you, so you start building it in like a circle. So you first be, you build the, the base and then you fill in the base full of those those blocks. So you have one base and then you wait. Do wait. So when you, once you pack it in, 
you basically turn it upside down. Yeah, and you just place it. So it's almost it. like building a sandcastle or what? It, yeah, kind of. It was of. like bricks, I, uh, snow bricks. Yeah, they're, they're bricks. They turn into bricks, and they're, they're really, really hard because what happens is, um, yeah, so you build the base out of, like, these, these blocks, and then you build on top of it into, like, a dome. It takes, like, eight hours. It takes a long time. But after that, you you have to go into the igloo. He doesn't realize. Sorry, Adam. He doesn't realize that the camera is like watching. literally watching him the entire time. No, I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one. So talking. it takes eight hours to build the igloo. Yeah, but then you have to go inside the igloo to warm up and melt the ice. Yeah. Inside the igloo. So it seals it off. Yeah, it seals it off. So it becomes li- like like no air can go in or out out of this ice. So the only place air can get in is through the little entrance. You Right? How, How do you make the entrance? It's just so like you have like the big dome, right? Which is like it's like four or five feet high, mm-hmm. and then you have like a, just a small little little archway out of these blocks, mm-hmm. um, and that that's just basically the entrance. And you have to kind of like squeeze through, right? So I got a question before we move on. As you build a dome of ice, I mean, do you have smaller bins that you have to use, or is it just the same size? It's the same size bin, and what you do is like if there's how any- do you curve it so it doesn't like collapse? Well, you, you can build, that's, that's the cool thing. You can build, like, say you have like a block, like just on a base here, you can, you can build it slightly offset and you can just keep doing that to form a dome. Oh, that's wow. how, the, that's how like the Romans made arches basically. So like the way Romans made arches and like the, the Eskimos made igloos was it basically the same technology, the same hmm. architectural technology. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. But then if there's any cracks in the igloo, you just fill it up with snow and then you have to go inside and stay inside. So it melts the, the ice. But a, a, a wait, lot of wait, wait. So when you say you go inside, are you talking about your body heat is what? Yeah, creates? yeah, okay, exactly. Because it's it's a completely it's like a uh, like a blanket. It's a completely insulated area, and unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is people will go to sleep and it'll snow like a lot, and it'll fill in that small little entrance you made, and people will just suffocate to death in an igloo. Oh, wow. it happens a lot. It happens a lot to people who are like aren't experienced, right, or like sleeping in igloos. They can't dig their way out. Well, it's not even about digging their way out. It's just they, they die in their sleep just because they're running out of oxygen. Oh, man. Because it just fills up with carbon dioxide and, you're, and it doesn't have anywhere to go. So, it's so how do you prevent that? So the way you prevent that is you have to poke little holes into your igloo. Just Naturally. like, just like um, in like four areas. And you also have to do... You have to Wait, make, on, the, on the top of the dome? On the top just, of the dome, yeah. Okay. And you have to make sure the entrance is deeper than the igloo itself. So you have a base and like a foot down. The, the entrance would be like this. So you'd enter into the igloo and then it would go up. Oh, I see. So that way, even if it snows, it doesn't fill up the entrance, basically. I see. So you gotta, you gotta poke these air holes, yeah. basically. Or also suffocate. What do you, how, what do you poke it with? Just a, a Just knife? Just a stick, or stick, knife, whatever okay. you got. Yeah. But it's actually, it, it gets really, really hot in an igloo at night. Cause I, I slept in that igloo with like four other guys. And it was, it like, you wouldn't even be able to tell you were in like sub <clears throat> sub degree weathers because it feels like there's like a fireplace right next to you because it's so insulated. Wow. Yeah. They were actually going to build ships out of like ice in World War II, out of ice and like and uh, sawdust. It was called pyrite or something like that. And they're because it's such a strong material, they're going to build ships out of it. But then they just Canadians? 
No, I think it was the British. Actually, it might have been Canadians. Yeah, it was, it was the Canadians. Probably Canadians. Yeah. Nice enough ice, ice ships. Yeah, but ice. Ice maple syrup. Powered by maple syrup. That was their pitch. <laughs> you can smell them coming from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> maple syrup. They, they pushed. We're going to build yeah. ships out of ice, powered by maple syrup, but the enemies would know they would come. They would come <laughs> like, a mile away. Smell pancakes. Smell pancakes. It's the Canadians. Did you know the hundred dollar bill in Canada smells like maple syrup? Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of that. I don't know if it's true or not. I I didn't. Because I talked to a Canadian. He says it's not true. I did. I didn't think it was true until I actually got a hundred dollar bill and smelt it and it smelt like maple syrup. And I and you I want to believe you guys it? like snort maple syrup or something. The, here's the thing. Like I, I did, <laughs> I did it like blind. So like I put like a blindfold on my friend said, okay, smell this one. And I like, that smells like a $20 bill. And then smell this one. This smells like a hundred dollar bill. So, it, so the government of Canada scientific. says, yeah, it was very scientific, but the government of Canada says they don't make, they don't make the hundred dollar bill smell like maple syrup, but it does. So they're lying. And I don't know why they lie about that. It's a big conspiracy. It's very weird. It's very weird. I talked to a Canadian. He says that's not true. Yeah, he's probably working for the government. <laughs> he's in the... He's, he's, part, of, he's part of the cover-up. Uh, I, I think so, anyway. Yeah, because, I mean, once you... If you... Yeah, because the conspiracy is if there's $100 bills that smell like maple, I mean... what? I mean, it would topple possibilities the, are endless. The, right? It would topple the, the legitimacy of the Canadian. So here's like 9/11, and here's like the maple, maple syrup. syrup. Yeah, it's up there. Bills. Yeah. It would, so if if it was ever discovered that the hundred dollar bills actually smelt like maple syrup, Canada wouldn't recover. <laughs> so igloos. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty interesting regarding the igloos. Yeah. It gets pretty hot in there, huh? Yeah. It's really pretty amazing, there. actually. It is. You don't even need a sleeping bag or nothing. Yeah. Well, wow. you, you kind of need one just because you don't want what your butt touching ice like yeah. all night because it, it'll melt and your butt will get stuck to the ice. <laughs> but so the, you technically don't need one. Because heat rises, basically, it uh, it, it seals off the top or whatever. Yeah, it seals off the top. But it doesn't melt the ice that's, that you're sitting on? Well, your body heat will melt the ice that you're sitting okay. on. Um, but it's it's the coldness because the ground is colder than the, the air above it. So the coldness of the ground will like even if it melts the ice under you, it'll automatically freeze it. Does it get hot enough to like where it's melting the dome where it, where it, it like, drips? Where it won't survive. If if the temperature outside is hot enough, it will. But at that point, you don't really need the igloo. So yeah, the point of igloos is just to, is to Are you sit. getting choked up just thinking about it? <laughs> 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 so I, I lost my friend. You <laughs> <laughs> suffocated in no, the just, igloo. Just won't. <laughs> One moment, please. Many a Canuck have died. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. A lot of people have died in igloos. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I I do it again. <clears throat> yep. I just find it cool <laughs> that it just seals itself. Like, yeah. That's really cool. It's amazing. Yeah, that is pretty cool. It's kind of scary though, if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know. A lot of kids die because like they need like <laughs> more oxygen, and and they're smaller, oh, and like man. most of the oxygen is like. Up like higher up than the because carbon dioxide is six. Yeah. So if you're smaller, you have like less access to oxygen. Mm. So a lot of kids like the adult will survive the night because they just have, they're like bigger and they can like breathe the oxygen up there. But a lot of kids will just die. So they'll wow. wake up and the kid is just dead. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Don't they have like motels in Canada? <laughs> 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 they have igloo motels. Igloo actually, motels. They, they Don't they have do. an igloo uh, but, hotel? I've actually seen uh, like an ice hotel. hotel. Ice hotels. Yeah. Canada? Like no. You've seen it? No, it's like in Norway. Norway yeah. yeah, okay. I think that's just a tourist attraction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a hotel. So there's a mass exodus out of California right now <clears throat> uh, because of all the craziness that's going on. 
You guys have heard about that? What's no. going on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people tell me like, hey, there's fires in California. There's a there's a fire in California. California. Yeah. What's that? California's on fire? Here's the thing, like California burns every year. Now, obviously, this year is the worst. Yeah. But be honest, has it affected any of you at all? Well, I was working out today, and uh, it was really like hard on my lungs. But that's about it. Yeah, is it because you're working out, though? Maybe it's because you're out of shape. Maybe it's because you're fat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's because I'm, I'm fat. But doesn't that happen to you when it's no, when there's no, no, no. fire? Because I was working, I was I was working out before that, like a month ago, and I was. It didn't feel like I was like smoking. You know, like I had smoked a pack of cigarettes. So, yeah. But today it felt like that. Yeah, today it felt like that. I've actually like the entire. My entire life that I've been, the time that I've been here, my entire life, I've never been affected by the fires. Yeah, me neither. Well, isn't, doesn't it affect, like, Northern California more? Yeah, but there's, there's always been fires here, though, as well, okay. in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And um, I think sometimes it's just because, well, first, I think it affects more people who have, like, asthma. And then secondly, I think I've just had, I'm used to all the pollution. <laughs> mm. Yeah. The smog. The smog, so it's just part of like you know. I think I would have a hard time breathing if I didn't have the fire. Wait, Let's wait, just put it that way. When you were a kid, was there like a lot of smog in California? Or was that before your time? It was worse back then, wasn't it? These I don't know if it was worse it was so or, but I know there was smog though. Because of the smog or because yes. of the oh, because of smog. What changed? I remember my mom. She grew up here, and and she would have to some days she wouldn't be able to play outside because smog smog alerts or something. In the seventies oh, wow. and over here in Baldwin Park. What changed? Why is there like no smog anymore? I don't know. Yeah. Hi, just come over here. Just sit down. Are you laughing at the ice cream joke? Yeah. Do we have to get? A, do we have to? Do we have to call a substitution for for hike or something? <laughs> He's laughing at his own joke. He really I know. thinks it was that funny. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that. Funny. It was like a five. It was out funny, of 10. but it wasn't. He just got a laughing spell. Is what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But I think it's just more, more so people are leaving, not because of the fires, but because of the politics mm. and all COVID the laws stuff. and legislations that are being passed. So a lot of people are leaving. <clears throat> like you hear about Joe Rogan. He's, he, I think he's, he's gone to Texas. Yeah, yeah, he's going to Texas. He already left, I think. I mean, that doesn't really bother me a whole lot. The fact that people are leaving California. For me, it's just like as Christians, if you're here, you just got to recognize that this is like the forefront. You know, and there's still a lot of people to reach here. Like if, if California was just completely unreceptive, it just became so ungodly to the point where people were not receptive to, to the gospel anymore. And it became like Canada. You know, at that point, maybe yeah, I would consider then, yeah. maybe I would consider moving. But um, what are you getting mad about? man? I'm not getting mad. I see your face. I agree. Canada yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if it got to that point, then I would I would definitely consider moving, but <clears throat> I just don't see a good enough reason to leave. Most people who leave, they leave not for Christian reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're like just worried about politics and like gun laws or stuff like that. Yeah, gun laws and the laws that are being passed. Obviously, it's uh, California is wicked, and God is burning California. Mm -hmm. But I I feel like Christians who are on the forefront, fighting the spiritual battle, uh, are placed in Goshen, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, where God is sending the plagues, but God's people are not affected by the plagues, you know. And the reason maybe some of them are affected by the plagues is because they're with the Egyptians. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. 
like uh, like North Valley and all that. People want to stand up for them. They're trusting in Egypt. <clears throat> yeah, they're trusting in G- in Egypt. So well, even even like uh, historically, like looking at that, Christians if they were being like persecuted somewhere, the first thing would not be to like just run away. Yeah. Right. The first thing would be like if California is so bad, you should like even like politically or whatever, you should stay and try and change it. Right. Right. But even all, from a political standpoint. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But all these people who are like are just kind of like giving up. They're like, oh, there's no hope. I'll just uh, ride it out in like in like Oklahoma or something in the wheat fields for another forty for years. Yourself. You're always going to be running then. Yeah. 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 It's like they, they run off to like a red state. Yeah. You know? But you know, California used to be a red state, it was, and yeah. Texas used to be a blue state. Now it's now it's like switched. Yeah. I I don't think Texas, Texas was ever, yeah was like that was that was like a super long time a long ago, time ago yeah. like like was. like California California was a red state up until like Reagan which was only like thirty years ago or something mm-hmm. but in the seventies Texas was a blue state <clears throat> really yeah Dang. Governor Newsom said that California is simply uh, uh, America in the America future. fast forward yeah Newsom said that yes so in, basically in what context saying, like in the context of like everything that's going on he's basically saying like. You know, because people Global are criticizing warming. him for his for his decisions and the things that he's done. That he's doing the lockdown, and he's basically saying like, no matter where you go, uh, it's going to be just like California one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just ahead of because of, of California's yeah. influence. Right. Yes. Right. Because like, as goes California, so goes the rest of the nation. Right. Like San Francisco. So I, obviously, I, don't, I hate the fact that he says that, and I hate everything that he says. But the thing is, is it's true to a certain extent. You know, you can't you can't run. I think you posted that you're running from Babylon to Babylon. Mm-hmm. Babylon light <laughs> or Babylon in like 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe even sooner than that. Yeah. yeah. You run to another state and then everyone there at that state is like watching TV and like they're listening to Babylon. Yeah. They're listening to Hollywood. Yeah. So it's like, what, di- what difference? What it difference make? is it? And yeah. it's going to it's going to all be destroyed anyways. And it's all going to be the same at that point. You mm-hmm. know, so for me, I just don't see a purpose in running from California because the battles here, we're winning souls here. We've got a great church here. And in my opinion, no matter where you go, as long as you're serving God, you're, you should be good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause it brings to mind like the, the story in Jeremiah, I forgot what chapter it was, but like these people come to Jeremiah is like, Hey, whatever the Lord tells you we'll do. And <laughs> he, tell, he tells them basically, Hey, God said, don't go down to Egypt. And then they're like, they like rebuke Jeremiah. Like we're going down to Egypt. Yeah. And God tells them like, Hey, if you go down to Egypt, you're going to be slain by the sword, by the pestilence. Yeah. You know, Egypt's still getting attacked. Yeah. You know, Babylon's still coming to Egypt. Yeah. It's like, just let, let your life be a prey. That's what... You How know. are the fires doing right now? What? The no. fires. Like... <clears throat> are they still burning? I, don't, I, I feel like it's, like, clear enough. I can't even I think smell. it's clear enough because even outside <clears throat> right now, it doesn't mm-hmm. look as bad. I know Northern California is bad. Yeah. And obviously, God's burning it because of the stupid law that they passed regarding pedophiles. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... But the weird thing with that is, like... Even like politically, like, yeah, California is pretty bad and it's like liberal or whatever. But these people who are like running to like conservative places like in the South or like, like, you know, like Georgia or whatever. It's, it's really funny because like they'll go there and say like, oh, it's very majority Christian. Like, like the South is like mostly Baptist. Mm-hmm. Right. But the <clears throat> thing with that is like, it's kind of like Mexico, how like every Mexican is Catholic basically yeah. whether or not they're just cradle catholics it's the same thing in in the south basically right, yeah. like i have a friend who goes knocking doors in georgia he goes to pastor Burgeon's church and he runs into baptists every day or not every day but every time he goes soul winning he, he and they tell, say they're saved yeah, yeah yeah he tells them yeah we're baptist my family's baptist we go to like this baptist church down the road 
And he says like 80% of the time, 90% of the time, the people who call themselves Baptist aren't even saved. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when you run into like Baptists like here in like the West Coast, at least for me, the times that I've run into like Baptists, like they've usually been saved. Yeah. They've been saved people or they just go to an old IFB church or just or something like that. <clears throat> but like in the South, it's worse because it's like, I think they're getting judged for that. Oh, for, yeah. for like that, that apostasy. Hey, 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 I'm preaching on that. You got it. Uh, can I not talk about that? No, you can. Call it. <laughs> That's actually my sermon for the fundamentalist conference. Mm. I'm going to yeah. be ripping on the Bible belt. Yeah. It's about to burst. It's about to burst. <laughs> it already has burst. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Unto whom much mm. is much is given. Of him shall be much required. That'll probably be my text verse. Yeah. Mm. Good one. Yeah, because the thing is, like, you have, like, women preachers out there. People are not even saved. They claim to be Baptists. You have churches on every corner, you know. Did you see recently that the Southern Baptist Convention is renaming itself? I think that was today. They're calling, they're renaming themselves the uh, the general Baptist. Assembly. No, no, the, 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 <laughs> the Baptist <laughs> commissioner or something, the general Baptist commission. But the reason that they're doing that is because they're taking out the Southern in the name because of like BLM pressure because like, oh, they're Southern Baptists. These are like slave owners because it, oh, it, was, it was the same convention that you like weaklings. Yeah. So, the, so they're basically capitulating the biggest because I'm going to start calling ourselves the West Side Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, basically the, bi the biggest denomination in America denomination, right? They just completely capitulated to BLM. They're like, yeah. oh, we'll take it out of our name. That's kind of what they're known for is just capitulating to yeah. everything. Yeah. IFB figured that out like 80 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No. That's why they came out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, California is being judged by God. No one is denying that. It's burning. But you know what? If you're serving God and you're doing that, which is right in the sight of the Lord, you got nothing to worry about. The plagues aren't going to hit you, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because God wants to preserve his people. Mm -hmm. And... He wants to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect with him, the Bible says. So I think it's important that during times like this, we get right with God. If you're not right with God, we make sure that we continue to read God's word. We're soul winning. We're doing that, which is pleasing in the sight so that we can maintain God's blessing upon our lives. You know, we're not affected by the fires. We're not affected by the economic situations, um, about the legislations and all the, these unlawful things that they're they're passing we're not affected by them and i believe god can do that you know if, if god protected you know the the hebrews from those crazy plagues that were coming down upon egypt right i mean this is nothing compared to those to those plagues yeah yeah, yeah. we're so not even affected i don't lose sight of that like and i know people are saying like oh people purposely started those fires and all these things or whatever it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter it's still god's judgment yeah, yeah. still fire you know? <laughs> Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar fire. purposely invaded Israel. So. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But God still chose him to do it. Yep. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar purposely went and took Israel captive. Yeah. But God still chose Nebuchadnezzar to do yeah. that. So just really a test of faith. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's easy to read the Old Testament and then like think to myself, oh, how come like this guy or, or the nation at the time didn't have enough faith? It's so easy. Like hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. But then the same applies today. Yeah. Well, what about me? You yeah. Know? And here's the thing. It's important that um, we exercise faith uh, for our children because the greatest thing you can leave your children is strong faith. You know what I mean? So it's important that your children see that in the midst of trials and tribulations and difficulties that you stand your ground and you serve God no matter what because that actually instills faith in them. 
and you're not going to be around forever. So that's the greatest thing you can leave them is strong faith. Mm-hmm. You want your children to know, like, well, my dad was here when, in the midst of all this nonsense, and he, he still served God. I can do the same, you know. I think John Sieber put it best. He said that, um, is that Satan is using these people, like the, the higher-ups and the Governor Newsom and all that, to try to scare Christians from leaving California mm-hmm. because he knows how receptive people are in California. So if he can get all of the soul owners out of California, he can hinder the work of God, you know. But it's okay because, you know. Other places need soul owners too, right? Other places need soul owners. And you know what? Gideon, you know, did a great work with 300 men. Yeah. And it's the remnant that God uses, 7,000 prophets who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Mm-hmm. So you want to check these real quick? But anyways, yeah, there's a mass exodus in California. Actually, I don't even know if there's a mass exodus. I've actually heard that it, it's a lot worse in New York. No, a lot more is. people are leaving New York than California. And people on like the East Coast are like pissed about that because like New Yorkers, I imagine, are a lot more obnoxious and annoying than in Californians. And why you leaving, huh? <laughs> I, I get a lot of uh, quote requests for people shipping cars out of California, and they're just families moving out, mm. Mm. either to uh, like Arizona, Texas, Florida. Arizona is just western or eastern California. <laughs> if you think about it, it. it is true. <laughs> no, Arizona's great. And when Californians move to Arizona. They don't like it. They don't like it. They don't like Californians. They think they're you're ruining like Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't they Even don't Nevada. like it. They'd be like, oh, what are you really? doing here, you California? You're, you're trying to make Arizona California. That's like yeah. every state. Like I know in Montana. Nevada thinks the same. Or like Idaho or something. Some like some some rural state like that. When they see people with a like, California license plates, they like vandalize their cars and stuff. Dang. There's like a big anti California sentiment because like these, because these like super rich people who are leaving California are like coming in, like ruining these small towns with like their yeah. like their, their like gaudiness and stuff like that. Anyway. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, people don't like. But it might be good for us because people like leaving the state. Maybe real estate prices drop. Yeah, yeah we I could mean, pick up some houses. Yeah, would be nice. Yeah, hey, yeah, buy a house. I, but like California is really like a revolving door. There's like a hundred thousand. Like it has the largest immigration every year, mm-hmm. but also has the highest immigration every year. So a lot of people are coming in. A lot of people are leaving. It's like mm-hmm. new IFE churches kind of. Yeah. If you think about it. So that's yeah. true, and that's good. Yeah. New blood. That's how churches are. That's exactly how churches are. Yeah. You know, obviously you want to keep more in churches than that, which is going out. But, yeah. you know, and here's the thing, like Hispanics, they don't care. I don't see Hispanics leaving to other states from California. Do you see any of that? I mean, they... Just white people. <laughs> from, from my experience, from the phone I th- calls I th- that no, I get. I think, I think Mexicans, I don't, I wouldn't know, but I've been here just a little bit, but I think because there's Mexicans like everywhere in the U.S. Basically. Exactly. But are you trying to say? Taking over. <laughs> Your kind is taking over, boy. Yeah, Jacob. Right. What did they say? The 2035 are going to be like, or 2025, we're going to be like, everybody's going to be Mexico's, Mexican. Mexico's doing the long con. They're getting, they're getting all the states back by just coming in. <laughs> right. So be it. I'm so, cool um, no, I don't want to be Mexican. <laughs> speaking of God's judgment, you know, God uses weather... Such as, you know, uh, not the tornadoes, hurricanes, hurricanes in the south, by the yeah. way. You know. Hurricanes. <clears throat> he gave him two this year at the same time. Yeah, took him out. <laughs> yeah. said, bang, bang. <laughs> what? He, said, he gave him two this year. There was oh, Michael. Uh, at the same time. Michael and another one, right? Oh, no. Always, Michael and Barack. Archangel? <laughs> Dang. And maybe, Gabriel, right? Michael drawing? and Gabriel? Yeah, maybe it was named after him. <laughs> yeah. um, so he uses weather. <laughs> 
He uses, you know, different things, but he also uses animals. Other nations. Mm. And there's a sermon that uh, Pastor Thompson preached on Sunday called The Beast of the Earth. <clears throat> and he actually told me that he was going to preach that sermon a couple weeks ago. It was a, based upon a book that he was reading. It, he, it, the, a book inspired him to preach that sermon. And um, when he told me about it, I, I got the book and I read it. And I was like, I want to preach this sermon too. But he ended up preaching it before I did. So, But it was really good. I encourage you to go watch, go listen to that sermon, The Beast of the Earth. But it's based upon this book called The Man Eaters of Savo. And <clears throat> basically it takes place like in 1898. And there is this British colonel whose name was John Henry Patterson, who basically was sent to, I think it was Kenya. It wasn't Kenya at that time, but I think it was that area to go build a, a railroad from Kenya to Uganda. And uh, the laborers that he was working with were um, coolies and Muslims. These are the people who were like the Masons creating is the, that coolies, the railway. Is that, what is that? They're cool like people. Indians, Indians <laughs> from India. Oh. Or like from India. Okay. And um, so they're they're building this this rail this railroad or whatever, and and then all of a sudden, men started disappearing from the camp, and it was uh, these two man-eating lions. They were taking these men from the camp, and um, these lions were three feet tall, and about approximately ten feet long. So they're like from giant? head to rump, ten feet long, and I. Oh man, how many? How much do they weigh? I don't remember how much they weighed, but they're pretty heavy. They're pretty big lions, and over the course of about a year, they basically consumed about three hundred people, three hundred workers, and they would hunt basically these people like every night. So every night, a man was being pulled out of his tent and, and being eaten. And so th this guy, you know, he's just kind of heading up this project of this railway, but then he has to focus his attention on killing these lions because they're killing his, his workers. Yeah. And so he, he's, he's very brave. He's like, well, I'm the leader here. I'm going to take care of this. So he's trying to hunt them down. But these, these lions are very unique. They're uh, maneless lions. They're, of course, they're eating men. And they're very cunning. Like, he couldn't capture them. Um, he couldn't shoot them. He couldn't find them. And their, their attack patterns were always different. So sometimes you can hear them coming because they would roar together. And they're like, the they would say, the devils are coming. The demons mm -hmm. are coming. They would roar, and then they would come, and, and he, would, he would be, like, on top of a tree, like, scouting them out. He would sleep during the day so he can stay awake during the night to, to shoot them with his, I think it was called a 303 double barrel shotgun. And he, he would just constantly fail because one guy would be dragged out. So they would try all these different things. They would put, like, a hedge about the, the, the camp, and it was, like, a hedge of thorns. Um, and they just plow right through it grab a man out of his tent and just literally yank him through that hedge. And in fact, later on when they finally killed the, the tigers, you can see all the scars on the tigers from, from the hedge of the thorns. They just did not care. And so, um, yeah, these lines over the, over a span of like a year killed like 300, I think it was, Oh no, I'm sorry. That's that number's wrong. It's 135 hmm. men, but still that's a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, so this is happening. So sometimes they would roar and come into the camp, or sometimes they just wouldn't announce it at all. Sometimes they would take their, the carcass far away. Sometimes they would only take it a couple yards, and you can hear them eating the, the individual or whatever. But this happened, like, for an entire year, every night. So you, you just imagine these guys are working, 
And then when nightfall comes, it's just like one of us is going to disappear tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because these lions are coming in and just consuming people. Why were they, why were <clears throat> like why was that happening? Well, there's a couple theories why. Okay. And one of the theories was that because after they they captured after after this guy uh, Colonel John Henry Patterson killed them because he killed both of them, they examined the bones and they examined the, the the animals or whatever, and one of them had like tooth decay on one of his fangs. I don't know if you call them they're not canines because they're not dogs. They're I think cats. you call them fangs. They're, 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 they're cats. fangs, right? Cats. Yeah. yeah. So on one on his lower right fang he had tooth decay and basically the the, the top tooth was digging into his his, his brain fang. oh and so because of that he wasn't able to um, chew on the hide of an ox or its its typical prey and so it turned to a weaker animal such as man mm-hmm. that was one of the theories the second theory was that. Um, Basically, the, 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 the coolies and the Muslims, they're very wicked people. Mm. And they would, like, rob each other and kill each other. And so, like, so they like would leave their carcass somewhere, and they got a taste for man meat, basically. And that's why they started hunting mm. men. But, you know, Pastor Thompson basically said this, and I agree with him 100%, is that it's just God sending lions among them. And I think the reason for that was because, first and foremost, they're Hindus, and they're Muslims, which are just it's a false religion. Mm-hmm. And then two, they're 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 very violent and murderous people. And I'm not just talking about like in general. I'm talking about this particular this group. This group of like workers. Yeah, because what happened was, is is one of the cameras dead? No, I get it. <clears throat> what happened was, um, when it first started. The lions would come in and, and they took someone and then w- one of the workers said, oh, a lion's, you know, took so-and-so or whatever. Mm. And Colonel John Patterson was like, nah, he's lying. He's just- Lions he's, don't usually do that, right? Yeah, he's like, lions not, don't do that. It's one of the guys, he probably murdered his mm. coworker or whatever for, because it was something that was common. So he cried, wolf, he cried lion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he was telling the truth though. Lion. Yeah, he was lying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that Patterson knew that it was commonplace for these coolies and these Muslims to kill each other. Right. So it kind of shows that the the kind of atmosphere they had there, they were very violent. Not only were they thieves, but they were murderers. So they were willing to kill each other for their bounty for or gain. And then aside from that, I mean, it seemed as though like the, the solution for these guys, for any problem they had was murder. Because like they, 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 they wanted to stop working for Patterson. So I was like, well, let's just kill him. So they conspired to kill the gen- the, the colonel. Mm. And this guy was really brave. And someone told him, like, hey, they're conspiring to kill you. Just want to let you know you probably shouldn't go to work tomorrow. They're, 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 Don't go to work tomorrow. <laughs> you shouldn't go to work tomorrow because they're, they're, they're trying to kill you. He's like, ah, I'll be fine. And he went to work. And they told him, like, hey, they're waiting for you. You know, they're, they're laboring, like- but they're waiting for you. Talk about the, these people, mm-hmm. the coolies and the Muslims. So he, he goes up. He walks up to them. And he basically looks at them, and he, they're, they're kind of, like, looking at each other, like, all right, we're going to jump this We guy. got him. And then he just, like, rebukes them all. And he's just like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. You guys can't kill me. If you kill me, you're going to be hung by the government. And he basically scared them. But this happened a couple times. So it kind of shows you, like, the, the, the type of individuals they were. They were just, like, violent, you know, murderous people where they're just willing to take people's lives. And so I don't think it's the tooth decay. I don't think it was the fact that they got taste for for human meat because of the the corpses. Mm-hmm. That could have been part of it. I think the main reason is just God is just judging these men, these coolies, these Hindus, these Muslims, mm-hmm. because they're so wicked, mm-hmm. and it's biblical. Yeah, 
Let me read you this verse. It says in Leviticus 26, verse 21, And if you walk contrary unto me, and will not hearken unto me, I will bring seven times more plagues upon you according to your sins. I will also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children, and destroy your cattle, and make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. So God's saying, like, I'll, I'll send animals to come kill you if I have to. You know? yeah. And part of God's blessing is that man takes over a land and he just has complete dominion over it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have these environmentalists that are against like breaking down, you know, tearing down trees and the ecosystem and all that. God's like, have dominion over it, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, because it's when the animals come back, you know, like right now during this whole coronavirus over in, I think it's in Yellowstone or one of those um, national parks, uh, there's a big problem. Like the animals have, have basically taken over. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that no people one's aren't there. going there anymore. People aren't going there. So yeah. there's more bears and mountain lions and stuff like that. So it's very dangerous right now. That's part of God's curse. Yeah. Because he wants us to have dominion over the land. But the, but the point is, is that God uses lions to judge people all the time. Yeah. Even in the Bible. The, the, yeah. the, the young prophet who disobeyed God, yeah. a lion rent them in the way. The children. The she-bears. The yeah. she-bears that rent. The children who were mocking Elisha. You know, uh, Second Kings 17 says, And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon and from Kutha and from Ava and from Hamath. And it says, And placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. I'm reading the wrong verse here. Oh, verse 25. And so it was at the beginning of their dwelling there that they feared not the Lord. Therefore, the Lord sent lions among them, which slew some of them. So he sends animals all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, like, for example, it's, it's interesting because these coolies which are these Hindus are the ones that are being slain. But in India, I mean, there's this uh, account that this Bengal tiger like slew 400 mm -hmm. Indians in India. Yeah. And they actually had to call in the British, uh, gov uh, the, the military to come and find that. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Yeah. Dang. That, that's like one of the coolest topics, I think. Just like yeah, seeing God's hand in like history. Oh, yeah. Like even th that's like a pretty like secluded event like it was just like this one group of people or whatever working on this one railway in africa but like when you look at like these huge events too like like the black death in europe mm -hmm. and that was like the height of like catholic yep. idolatry and yeah. catholic power over europe and god just white it's literally of biblical proportions he just wipes out one third of the oh yeah of europe's and population. god is the one who's doing that yeah mm -hmm. he there's, uses all different means to do that there's a lot of events like that one of my favorites is like pompeii oh yeah 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 yep and they, they, it was like it was like pagan because it was Roman, right? It was like... But it was super... Um, it was super pagan, super wicked. Super... I mean, they had like sodomy. Yeah, yeah they, they worshipped like phallic gods. Yep. Like, yeah, they, they didn't I mean, teach that in school. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't teach that. They taught Pompeii, but they didn't teach that in school. No, they're no. Like, they're perverts. The doorknobs, the, door the, the door handles in Pompeii were made out of that. Phallic like objects, yeah. yeah. And they, Disgusting. It, and if you if you go to, if you go like to their their shrines to their pagan goddesses Never, and stuff like that, it's that. all these statues of like phalluses and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I don't need to go in there. And, and um, so it was actually kind of interesting because like God preserved like when He destroyed Pompeii, He preserved everybody and what they were doing. And a lot of people found like a lot of these like arch, uh, archaeologists and stuff found like two men embracing each other, oh, like yeah. what, when, what, like like dead as like their last moments and stuff like that. They found like a lot of examples of that. And it, it, it was like, when, once you start seeing the world through like a biblical lens, you start seeing events through like biblical lenses, a lot of stuff opens up. Cause people like in like second Peter, they're like, 
they're mocking and they're saying like, oh, where is God and where is his coming? Well, yeah, where's the promise of his coming? But you can see God in like in history and a lot of events. But even like in India, I think it was in India, there's this like leopard who killed like 430 children or no, I'm sorry, 430 people. And most of them were children. A leopard? A leopard. Like, oh, yeah. Because the Bible says, you know, it will rob you of your children, you know. And you think of India. India is a wicked nation. Man. Yeah. I mean, think, I mean, talk about idolatry and all the nonsense that goes on there and the filth and just like the, the hatred of God. It's like literal filth, like literal filth. Like oh, they, they live yeah. in filth, oh, like yeah. their holy river, the Ganges, I yeah. think. They they float their their holy river. <laughs> they float dead bodies down it, and then they also bathe in the Ganges. Defecate in it. Yeah. And they, they pee in it. So that's and, like, why God's sending the, those animals among them to, yeah. to destroy them. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, um, you know, when you ask people, or people have said, talked about this event about regarding the, um, uh, the man eaters of Savo, and they'll say, well, it wasn't 135 people. It was more like 35 because when, it was, when they were captured, they analyzed <clears throat> the hair follicles of the animals of these two lions. And 70% of, their, of what they ate was actually herbivores. Only 30, 30% were carnivores. So only 30% were, were actually men. But the thing is, the, the vast, like uh, John Henry Patterson said that <clears throat> the majority of the, the coolies were vegetarian. Yeah, Hindus are vegetarians. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. So, it's like more like a hundred percent. Yeah, they're yeah. literally herbivores. Yeah, yeah. Probably why they were so psychotic. Oh yeah. <laughs> or probably why God sent the lions among them. You love animals so much. Yeah. <laughs> Take some of these, you know. So Take they um. <laughs> call me in the morning. These these lions. These Take lions. Were, call me in the morning. <laughs> these lions were very like. Um, they were just not only obviously they were dangerous, but they were like. They Clever. had these tactics, like the way they would behave and everything. Clever was like girls. Because they weren't it's vegan. Not, they it's actually not, it's not like had normal a brain lions. in their head. They weren't, they weren't behaving like normal lions. Yeah. And in like, fact, I mean, like these guys raptors. are idiots, though. Because they, so this guy, he built like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a cage with a wall in between. And they put a bunch of coolies in there because they like to eat the coolies. <laughs> so these lions, and, and he gave them, <laughs> like, he gave, he gave all three of them, he gave all three of them these shotguns. And he says, oh, look, man. they're going to come in as soon as they come in. The door will shut. You just shoot them right. You just stick your rifle right in there. You just blast them, right? Mm. So sure enough, the lions come, and the door shuts, and they're just going crazy. They shoot, like, multiple times, completely miss the lions. Dang. What a shock. <laughs> no, no, no. Not only did they miss the lions, but they shot the lock off. So allowing the lions them to escape. escape. What the heck? And they escaped. And did they kill the guys, like, who were shooting them or no? Vegans. No, because they're, they're, you know, they're protected <laughs> oh, in there or whatever. Yeah. So uh, this guy, John Henry Patterson, ends up killing one of the lions, and it was, it was like a major battle with him. Um, but then the, the second one put up the, like, the craziest fight because <clears throat> somehow, I don't remember the story exactly, but basically he comes head-to-head with this lion, and he shoots him. Or I'm sorry, he's about to shoot him, but then his gun just jams, right? And the previous night, he was in a tree, and he shoots him in the leg, and the lion takes off running, and he's just bleeding, but doesn't die yeah so the next day he sees him face to face he tries to cap him does not is not able to shoot him the gun jams or whatever and but he has his workers with him with rifles so it jams and then he reaches over to grab the rifle but the but the freaking coolies take off they, they just, just leave run him. away scared so they just run up a tree stinking guy freaking coolies so he drops his <laughs> rifle and he starts running that's not coolie of you that's not coolie man <laughs> he starts running for the tree and the lion's like going after him 
And he climbs up the tree and he just yanks the, one of the rifles from off the, the one of the workers and he just aims down and he shoots the lion like mm. multiple times. It took multiple shots to kill that thing. Damn. And he finally took him out. They but, had pictures of those? Yeah, they got pictures of them. Yep. Gonna Google it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Massive lions. You said there was like a book about this? It's called Man Eaters of Sabo. Yeah. It was a really big, um, not a big event, but I mean, it was just a, one of those stories throughout history that is just very interesting. But that happens a lot. I think in Rhode Island in the 1800s, there was a shark that was just eating a bunch of people offshore. Tons of people, yeah. Jaws? Was that the inspiration for Jaws? Yeah, that was the inspiration oh. for Jaws. Dang, and, really? and by the way, the, the Man Eaters of Sava was the inspiration for a movie called Ghost in the, in the Darkness. And it was, it was a pretty famous film, but that, it was about that. Pretty crazy. And the thing is, like, female lions, or what do they call them? Lioness? Lioness. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that hunt. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the males. Mm -hmm. You know? But yet, these are the males. The males are the ones who are going in there killing these men. What do males do then? They just, they just chill? chill out and take care of the cubs. Well, it's like oh, it's like opposite? If it's like a big animal, like the, the, the females will take it down, and then they can't actually kill it because their bite force isn't strong enough. So the male will come in, and like he has like the stronger stronger bite. So he'll kill like the ox. He's only called in for like the big shots. Yeah. Otherwise, he's just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> chilling, man. He's yep. making sure no other lions are coming around yeah. trying to mess yeah. with the... Oh, yeah. He's actually like Pride. the one who stays back and watches the cubs, make sure, no, you know... And then the, the I was going to say the women, the, the females go out. <laughs> sounds bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, there used to be a lion farm here in El Monte. Yep. I don't know if people knew that. Yeah, the MGM yeah. lion came yeah. from El Monte. Yeah. Didn't they get out or something at one point? Yeah, there was one time where like uh, the lions escaped. There's actually like lions in the street during that time. <laughs> There's <laughs> a, a lion in the street. Yeah. This was in the Roaring Twenties, <laughs> too. So last week we had hippos in Colombia. This yeah. week we got yeah. lions in, in yeah. California. They're like, go to work. I'm like, no, there's a lion. There's a <laughs> lion was out. There was one case where they were transporting this lion. I think I forgot, like across the country, and the plane broke down, and it it crash landed in Texas. And so these cowboys were trying to go get it to like um, make profit of it, basically keep it as hostage and make this guy pay for like a- um, Like a ransom? Yeah. The guy here? Yeah. Oh, wow. And so, but um, they were too scared actually to go in there, to huh. go to try to capture it. Well, if you go, um, what street is it? Peck, Peck, Peck Road? Oh. You, you'll see a monument dedicated to the lion farm. Yeah, right oh, there. They yeah. say that you hear the it's, it's called like gay something. It's Gay's <laughs> lion farm. What's the guy's name? Oh, Gay's lion, right? Yeah. Gay's lion farm or something? <laughs> They weren't gay lions. <laughs> Rar. That's an unfortunate Rar. name. Well, I mean, gay just means happy, right? Yeah. Rar. Rar. It's a gay lion. Mm. Hey, what's up with your lions? When they, when they kill those lions. <laughs> Why is he roaring like that? <laughs> the chemicals in the water turn your lions gay. Did you get this thing from San Francisco? <laughs> It's a Portland lion. <laughs> yeah. It's a Portland lion. <laughs> um, <laughs> the crazy thing is when they captured, when they shot those lions and they examined them, they're like, man, these are some well-fed lions. And they they're just like, from like from man. captivity or, oh, you're talking about the Savo. Yeah, the oh, Savo lions. Oh, okay. They weren't like, oh man, these things are struggling to eat. They're like well-fed lions. Okay. And they're, they're so ferocious in like capturing people. They just did not care. It's just really crazy how they just went through thorns and everything, just dragged people out. Yeah. Uh, I think they said that 
you know, because some people were like, man, if that lion was dragging me, man, I'd just be poking that thing in the eye. But they compared it to like having your leg caught in a vice and being pulled by a car at like 30 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, you can't Dang. even like, you can't pull yourself up. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah you're going so fast. It's like, yeah. So did anything, did anything come out of like <clears throat> that event? Like did the, did the workers, did they get sent back to like India or whatever? Did yeah, did they finish I the think work? they still finished. Mm. And the thing is like, how do you like, how do we conclude what God was doing there? Probably just God sent them there just to kill him. It's just a punishment. Yeah, it's a punishment. Yeah. And even though the lions were killed, um, they still took out a lot. They still took out 135. And you know what? That's still the long suffering of God towards those who weren't killed. Yeah. So they should have seen that and be like, man, God. Because here's the thing: they said themselves, "The devils are coming." Yeah. yeah. And what does the Bible compare? The demons are coming. The, the devils, devils are coming. That, that's what they would call them: the yeah. devils and the demons. That, that's like a parallel too between like the she bears that killed the 42 kids. A lot of people say like it wasn't just a group of 42 <clears throat> children. It was a, a lot. It was a lot bigger group. But yeah. God only killed like the 42. Right. So like it was like a huge gang or something. Oh yeah. Like that. Think ye that you are sinners above the rest, mm-hmm. but except that you repent, you shall likewise perish. You know, man. it's one of those things. But yeah, man, I mean, God uses the animals. Yeah. God uses animals to kill people, you know, um, and not just lions. I mean, just any kind of beast, snakes. Yeah. Well, actually, the, the number one killer in, in Africa hippos. is hippos. Oh, yeah. yeah, you would think it's a lion or alligator. They can run faster. Remember how you mentioned or one of you guys mentioned that hippos are like wreaking re- havoc in Colombia? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's probably because of what. Pablo, Pablo Escobar, Escobar did because yeah. of all the wickedness. Yeah, and, and he brought that, him. But, <laughs> well, here's the thing. If they're wreaking havoc today, it would make a lot of sense because they idolize him still. Mm-hmm. Really? They see him as a hero, yeah, in Colombia. And God's like, they if you want like to idolize a wicked him. individual, okay, then I'm going to send the hippos among you guys. He's you the know? saint of cocaine or something. <laughs> King Tutankhamen was actually killed by a hippopotamus. Really? Yes. Crushed his skull. Dude, those things, I was watching a video of a hippo just chomping down on a watermelon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can watch that for days. <laughs> people think like, oh, lions are like the worst in no, Africa, or hippos. crocodiles. Hippos kill the hippos. most people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hippos are like the gangsters. Yeah, they're like Africa. swimming in the midst dude, of they're like tanks. alligators. Yeah. I've seen I've seen a hippo like just break a uh, crocodile in half. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. They're like not like, afraid of crocodiles at all. It's literally like a giant tank with like a. Ju- their mouth is huge. It's like this big. It's like ten like. Six well, their two their teeth are like. Yeah, dude. Huge. Yeah. It's crazy. I seen one where the, this crocodile just went in the midst. I don't know what they call them, pods or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was just—he went into the wrong neighborhood, man. And they—they they bit his mouth. Oh, like the watering hole. They and basically, to... you know, the top of his mouth is just completely gone. They just maimed him. So he only has like his lower jaw. So he's just gonna starve to death. Useless. Huh. Wait, the hippo ate, bit off the top of his mouth. Yes. What the, the top heck? half of his. Make an example out of him. What the heck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maimed him. Yeah. Maimed him. Yeah. And I've seen one hippo go into like uh, the midst of like a bunch of crocodiles, and he just punks them all. He's just like, move out of my way! Like, <laughs> they just move out of his way. Yeah, because they're very strong and they're fast too. People think they're like friendly. That's the problem. <laughs> they're like the most vicious animal Freaking in there, and they're fast. Cartoons. Like on land, they're they're fast. Are they, they run but, fast? But are they like herbivores or what? Or do they just kill for, as like? They're like, herbivores. They okay. Yeah. They just kill like for, for like defend. They yeah, they, they kill for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What did you tell me about in India? Those ele- the drunk yeah, elephants things that get drunk, they like eat all the field of like grapes. I don't know what what some fruit, yeah. and um, they get drunk and destroy towns. 
that. Call me Dumble. Let's go, boys. It's easy for them to destroy the towns because the towns are all made out of like sheet metal and stuff. <laughs> 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 like favelas. Yeah. <laughs> Indian slums. But still, <laughs> elephants are dangerous, man. Elephants are a cool. And then animal. this is in India. India and Africa. Mm. I mean, come on, that's God right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just get these. Well, isn't one of the gods yeah. like an elephant? In India, yeah. Kanish. Yeah. I always see like that elephant head with like the four arms or whatever. Yeah. So Guru Weird. or was it not Goro? Yeah. <laughs> from, from Mortal Kombat. Oh. Shiva. Goro. Shiva was the other one, female yeah. one, right? I never played. <laughs> yeah. Kombat. Scary. Shiva was. Remember, going I sent you that mom. video of that. But it's like, so if they think that that elephant is a god, that's probably what they think is coming at them. Is like. Yeah. Yeah. Our God is, our is, God is, is mad. Our at God us. got drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> is your God drunk? Is he sleeping? <laughs> Dang, dude. India is like. Yeah, India's crazy. There's people that go to the street corners, right? And they have a cow. And you pay yeah. them. You pay them so you could worship their cow. Don't they wash themselves oh, and piss? Yeah. It's like a, a what a racket, you know? What the Aren't they like disgusting. starving this in India? Opportunity right there. Yeah, they, they're, they're starving. They're literally starving they like and they have this cow walking. It's crazy. It's like no wonder this is coming upon them. You're, you're, it's so foolish. Dude, I feel like, like India just thinks. Like it does. Like it does. Everybody like, who goes there says like if they come from like a Western country or whatever, they say it's it not smells even that, like dude. crap. This curry spice blend that Indians use, it cooks into the walls. Yeah. And where I come oh, from it, in yes. Vancouver, in Vancouver, Canada, there's tons of Indians, like tons of Sikhs and Hindus. And whenever you're... Well, when, whenever you're renting a house, the walls are edible. Whenever you're renting a house, the house could have been empty for like a year, but you you know like an Indian lived here because the smell does not come out of the walls. You have to wow. tear down the 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 what do you call it the drywall or whatever and put up new one for the smell to go away. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah. So I don't know. Like I don't know if you it's legal, but I I knew a guy up in Vancouver who like never rented to Indians because like if they came like fresh off the boat or whatever, he never rented to Indians because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the same. Yeah, he didn't want to rent to Indians because, it, like, he he wouldn't be able to rent it again unless it was to another Indian because wow. it, the smell would just get sunk into the walls. Man, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Pastor Anderson talking about a place in India that was, Baptist. like, had Baptists and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a Nagaland. Yeah. Nagaland. Was that like northern, northern India? Yeah, it's in like nor northeastern India, mm. and like a Baptist missionary went there in like the 1900s or like the 1800s. And he just got like a bunch of people saved. Isn't there a lot of Muslims over there as well? Yes. I don't know. Kashmir? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I heard there's parts of India yeah. that's just very antagonistic towards Christianity. Like they'll like beat oh, yeah. you up and kill you. Over oh yeah. There. I think it's it's less so the Muslim areas, more so the Christ, uh, the Hindu areas. Oh man. The Sikhs. The Sikhs. Well, the Sikhs are weird because they 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 like worship like one god and they say like we we worship the same god as you and like all that stuff. <laughs> so. It's disgusting. It's they eat their own crap and everything. What's those guys' name? The the guys that eat their own crap. Yeah, the guys in like the, trash, like the cannibal guys. guys. Yeah, they'll eat the like the skulls. The guys like stuck in India. Disgusting, man. They're just huh? filthy. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you haven't I, seen the documentary? Yeah, there's like a documentary about these like gurus or like yeah. these yeah. magi's or whatever the hell they, they get call to themselves. this certain level where they like they eat trash and then they'll eat their own dung. It's a BBC. Did you make a meme out of that? But that one meme where it's like. Uh, He's enlightened a little bit, and then more and more and more, oh, and his brain just explodes, he's and he's animal. eating his own crap. <laughs> but it was like so, a BBC documentary, and like yeah. the guy who was like with them was like, "Wow, this is so cool. Didn't this is he so get, cultured." Like, he, he, ate, like, he ate flesh, yeah. did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he got like, a bunch of black from it. Disgusting, man. Huh? Yeah, when in India, eat human beings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we're going to discuss DMT, but I don't think we have enough time for that. And I don't, I don't know if. Uh, well, Hindus. Yeah, do DMT. They, yeah. They, oh, they do DMT. They do, yeah. but it's like from natural sources or whatever, and that's where they see all these gods, all the or not gods, but like these demons. Yeah, the gods. Yeah. Lowercase G, right? Yeah, and that's why the the their Indian gods look so freakish to us. Like they, it's like comes out of like some weird demonic. Well, that's probably what exactly what they look like though. Yeah, and uh, people who have done. DMT like Westerners like not Indians who do like the pure like DMT they see the same things they see like the same like machine elves and like Baphomet and mm -hmm. like they say it looks like these Hindu gods that's why so many of these hippies that do drugs get into like Hinduism and like Eastern religions because that's <clears throat> what the gods they see look like yeah that's probably what Satan looks like is like Baphomet yeah because if you think of like where does that image come from that's probably actually what his his image is mm -hmm. you know what I mean because there's angels in heaven that look like beasts Lions and ox. They have eagles. two faces. Yeah, four yeah. faces. One of a man, yeah. and they they have this uh, what is it called anthropomorphic figure, right? Where they have like a body of a man, the face of an animal. Mm -hmm. and that's basically Baphomet right there. So when they when they do those types of drugs, it kind of opens up their mind to the spirit realm, yeah. where they're able to see those things. You know, that's scary. And it's crazy because like a lot of them say um, they see like an, a being of light. Well, yeah. The person I know that, that actually has done ayahuasca, which can be uh, synthesized into DMT. Yeah, she said that she's seen a beam a beam of light, and it was so bright that it, it burned her skin. And basically, what 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 this this being, this angel of light, you know, go figure, you know, um, said unto her that that uh, all the the paths in her life that she could have taken, the one that she took was the correct one. You know, so it could just be like her own conscious trying to justify herself or something like that. But it also could have just been some devil. Right. Well, I'm sure it was a devil. Yeah. He's like, you know, keep Working going. Working in tandem keep, with your conscience. Keep obviously. going the road you're going. You're going the right way. Don't change. You're right in your own eyes. Do more DMT. Yeah. Do more DMT. <laughs> and she's convinced. This woman is, is convinced that it's like a religious experience. And the person that she was there with was like barking like a dog and throwing up. And like, oh, you know, it's crazy. And they didn't have any restrooms there where they went. And they're just like crapping in buckets and stuff. Yeah. And it, this was in this was in California. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you you know this? I know this person. Uh, yeah, that was He's all. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> it was some Skid Row junkie. I was talking skid Row. <laughs> it was like she's down the street. Yeah. Well, I heard anybody who does DMT basically, they all see the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. They they see like uh there's like four or five different beings that they see. Mm. And they all they well, like all, all the drawings that people would draw after they get off DMT, like, they all look the same yeah. as well. I think the CIA like did that, like did tests with that, and like the when they were doing like all that MK Ultra stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. Why and, they did tests with the LSD? Yeah, but they also did some with DMT, the DMT. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it was part of the same program, but basically they were like weirded out to find out like all these people had the same visions, but they just chalked it up to like chemicals and like the chemicals make these shapes or whatever but it's like that's weird these, these shapes are talking to you and saying like the same thing and it's, yeah. it's like it's hella weird that's crazy yeah it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's sad because like if you think about it like a hundred years ago 
if somebody was like doing that, like doing DMT, or maybe not a hundred years ago, but like a long time ago, if they were doing DMT and they were seeing these beings and like they were communing with devils, they'd just be put to death. Yeah. <laughs> Even in America. Well, I'm sure there's people who did do that back in the day. I'm sure yeah. a lot of those drugs existed back yeah, in the well, day. Yeah, well, they can be found in natural sources. Yeah. Or like pe- pe- is or peyote. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Indians yeah. made, did, right? Yeah. What's that one from South America? Is that ayahuasca? Yeah. Ayahuasca, yeah. peyote. That's crazy. You can also get it from like mushrooms, like just. Anyway. Yeah, I knew a guy who did shrooms, and he, like... They get stuck in that. Isn't it called psilocybin or something like that? Yeah. yeah. He um he thought he was a spider. He thought he was, he was a spider? Yeah. Was like, he? he Not Spider-Man, but <clears throat> just a spider. Yeah, and he was, like, trying to crawl into a web and everything. It was just, like... <laughs> I think I had just gotten saved, and I got this guy saved, but he was, like, doing shrooms. Now... He didn't get saved doing shrooms. <laughs> Whoa. Like he got saved and then later on, and then he did shrooms because that was just he's part of that life. Mm-hmm. And I called him, and he was just like on shrooms. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "He was like, like Bruce." Hold on, I'm eating this fly. Oh, I'm building a web real quick. Hold on, I'm giving birth to crazy, hundreds man. of little spiders. <laughs> that stuff's not fake, man. It's real. I think you actually see spiritual beings, and that's when you communicate with devils and all that, you know. Yeah. So. A lot of this is being pushed. We were talking about how, like, veganism is being pushed by, uh, by like, Hollywood and celebrities and stuff like that, and how that's kind of probably going to be tandem in, like, the new world religion. This, like, DMT stuff is, too, because this stuff is, like, explicitly, like, spiritual. Well, like, I mean, like, everything, like... From the like, that, that that side of the, the the world is like being pushed over yoga, yeah. veganism, sensory deprivation. Yeah, sensory, yeah. Is that wicked? Well, yeah. God gave you senses. Why do you want to deprive yourself of any of your senses? <laughs> yeah, because you make sense of things with your. Well, senses. here here's the thing is I guess so, but like it like is it like in my opinion, I think it is demonic because really the what people some of the things that people talk about like I'll give you an example. There's a person who was in our church who did the sensory deprivation. And he said, um, he's like, it was, it was a trip. He's like, and this is before he was saved. And um, he said that there's a point in his vision or whatever that he thought he was an alligator. And he was just like kind of going through like water. He's like, oh, man, I'm an alligator. And he's, he, he talked about some other stuff. But, I mean, this is like demonic stuff. Do you just like, what is it? Is it like you're hallucinating basically? I think what it is is that. They put you in, in this dark room. Yeah, dark room. You're floating in water. Mm-hmm. You're, you're floating in water, which salt is salt water, water, so you can float. And it's a dark room so that you're just completely soundproof, de- soundproof, so you're just deprived of all your senses. You can't see anything. There's no sound, so you can't hear anything. And you're only feeling the water, so after a while, you just feel like you're just in a different realm, basically. And I don't know why people do it, to be honest with you. Like, Where does it come from? Who... who like is this I'm not like sure, hmm. but I know I know people use it in tandem with DMT though. To get into well, like yeah, the Joe Rogan he talks yeah. about doing that like yeah like doing some DMT and then and going to sensory deprivation. Like meditation. Yeah, right. It's mm. like un- ungirding your mind. Basically. Right. Mm. I don't think it's it's a good thing to do. You know, I think it's um like he said like God gave us our senses for a reason. We're supposed to be vigilant. Right. You know, and in order to be Sober. vigilant, your your senses have to be <laughs> operating at at maximum. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, the Bible says, like gird up the loins of your mind. Exactly. You know, that's when you take all your senses away. Yeah, you can't you do just that. Let your mind free. Is, does your, is it like your mind like freaking out or something like that, trying to create something, I or think, is it actual I think like it, demonic like experience? I don't know. Simulating a dream. Hmm. I think it, I think it creates imaginations is what it does. 
mm. and and things that exalt itself against Vain the knowledge thoughts. of God. So, yeah. be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Yeah, yeah. So I think when you when you do something like um, sensory deprivation, you kind of open yourself up to demonic oppression. Mm. Because it's, it's when your imagination is just allowed to roam free. Mm-hmm. But we're not yep. supposed to do that. We're supposed to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Right. Absolutely. So we're, we're constantly, obviously we're not always going to be thinking about the Word of God, but the times when we're not thinking about the Word of God, we're supposed to be vigilant. Yeah, we should be, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's times when you don't. Yeah, yeah. God doesn't necessarily expect for us to think about the Word of God 24-7 because we got to work, we got to care for our children, and we're not, you know, necessarily thinking about mm. those things. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, times when we're not specifically thinking about the Word of God, <clears throat> we're supposed to be, like, aware and vigilant. You know what I mean? So I think when you put yourself in a situation like that, you, you, you can't do that. And you're not allowed to, you're not supposed to allow your imagination to roam free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're supposed to um, cast down imaginations. Cast down imaginations. And, you know, the Bible says that there are many devices in the, in the heart of a man, but the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. You know, and keep thine heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So, you know, I just think it's not a good thing to do. And mm-hmm. I've just heard too many stories about people using it in tandem with drugs <clears throat> and then the visions that they see, even if they're not wicked, it's just like, that's, it's just weird. Right. It probably takes you into another realm of thinking where, well, maybe it's not bad to smoke weed or right. drink or whatever, you know? So... I don't think it, have it's you ever done it or something? No, I've never done it. He's like, I, I was actually planning to go right now. Yeah, I mean, I gotta cancel my my appointment, I guess. So Luisa, cancel my appointment. I guess it's kind of like the same same realm or same like as like astral projection is what people yeah. call it, or like lucid dreaming, when people right. like try to to like control their dreams and control their imaginations to create like different realities or whatever. Yeah. There was a person in church I also know that that did that that got really into lucid dreaming. And he was saying that he would see like hyper realistic dreams because sometimes when you're a dream, you know you're in a dream, right? But he would see like an anatomically correct hearts, like, and he doesn't know what a heart looks like. And like how does he know it's correct? Well, because you <laughs> no, but you, you can look it up after. You can see like, well, that's exactly what I was looking at. And there was like all sorts of like weird symbolism in his dreams, and he get like tossed to and fro from like place to place. <laughs> Nolan, I think. I think. We should call it a night. <laughs> Reviews. Rod of Iron movie edition. <laughs> I think we should call it a night. What would you give? How many Thank stars? you, gentlemen, for joining us on the podcast. By the way, folks, make sure you um, – obviously, you can watch this on YouTube, <laughs> but you can also go on our website, fwbcla.org, and you can click on the podcast section, and you can just play the playlist of all the podcasts. It's all on there. And so that's pretty much it. Have a good night. Bye.